Dropped a box. <laughs> Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing today? The raps are having a grand time. Oh boy, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it, brother. <laughs> let's get into I'm this tough okay. stuff. Saying goodbye to this Christmas tree, tough oh, time for the wraps. It's happening. You know, it's a perseverance vibe. That's 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 what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know one of those seasons for us, and uh, we're just you know we're, we you guys obviously talk about it in the podcast, but we're just hoping that all our guys are healthy and recovering, and that's what's most important first, right? Before damn right. anything else. So. Yeah, we we got a really solid pod. My my brother Miguel uh, is on it, and uh, D- George Brooks as well uh, is back. She's amazing. Uh, you know, we talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, trade deadline, uh, coolest NBA players. So you know, make sure you check that out. Uh, but Matt, you know, if people want to like help us out, make us rich, um, you know, support us, taste some hot sauce, perhaps have a Whoa. warm head. How can they do all those things? Well, as I've been saying recently, we do have these link trees set up on our Instagram and our Twitter. Please give those a click because they'll take you to everything you need. All our podcatchers, all our social media, all our website stuff, as well as the Sonar Network that we are on. Uh, you know, they're adding new podcasts all the time. Welcome to Alana Johnson, to the family and her self-esteem yeah. party. We've got an, another one on. Is- Guest of the month. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we do have Miguel on this episode as well. He's the guest of the month for the Sonar Network. So you can, uh, I think on our page, he'll pop up because he's been on our show a bunch of times. And uh, they do a delightful little Q&A with him, you know, which uh, are always fun. You always learn something new. So oh, yeah. check that out. But after you do that and while you do that, make sure to like check out our Patreon if you want to support. Also, yes, we're putting more effort into the YouTube. Getting a lot of good feedback on the YouTube. Trying to make it a little more user-friendly. I'm putting chapters in now so you can click on what you want to watch. And User-friendly, you know, baby. Yeah, I'm all about the user-friendly. I'm trying to, um, you know trying to take the advice of Dan Gallia who gave us, gave us some good wisdom the other week. So uh, yeah, check out the YouTube. And if you could just give us a subscribe or a like or whatever, you know, that's what, that's what helps us keep building on this thing. Uh, The likes, the subscribes, the ratings. I know it only takes a little minute, but we really appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, winter's coming to a close this week, Freddie. But you wow. still need a toque. You know what happens in April when you get that, you know, you think it's going to get nice. You have a couple of days where it's 20 mm-hmm. and then it drops again and dumps like 15 centimeters of snow. Your ears are going to fall Ooh. right off your head, right off your bloody head. Yeah. 
Get the so, toque. Save your ears. <laughs> grab a toque. Um, Matt, you're you're a goddamn pro. Like, I'm lucky to have you. you. Uh, folks, this guy's the whiz. Uh, get ready for some hot audio stings. Whoa. Uh, Matt's just on, he's on fire these days. Um, and uh, I can't thank him enough. Uh, so thank you, good sir. You're very welcome. Um, but uh, you know, just uh, on a serious note, uh, as we always do before uh, before we get going on the podcast, uh, March thirteenth uh, is the anniversary of uh, Brianna Taylor's uh, passing and uh, or like lack of justice and you know arrival of the case. Uh, so um, keep fighting; uh, it's important. Uh, and um, I'll also uh, say on, on a positive note, um, shout out to the w, uh, WNBA for celebrating 25 years. So this is going to be the 25th season, which is so cool. So exciting. So they were and, kind of um, in line with the Raptors when the Raptors came in. Is that around the same time? Yeah. 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 The, those leagues time uh, or yeah, the, those two things time out like pretty close to exact. I think, um, I think the WNBA is a little bit older if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But anyways, we can, uh, Listen, we, can, we can get to the heart. Congrats on, on a one. quarter century. You know, that's Hell a fun yes. cake to have. Okay. I believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me also say uh, black lives matter defund the police and email your city councilors. So there's a huge vote uh, in the Toronto city council today or a big uh, case before the Supreme court. Uh, so make sure you get in there uh, and make sure your voice is heard. Maddie, if you feel like we're we're ready to talk some ball and we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those words that I love so much. The sweet words, okay. Okay, uh, let's get going here with the uh, first guest. Uh, it's, it's been a little while um, since he's been on the podcast. He's, I'm pretty sure he's been on it during the pandemic. Um, uh, he's none other than my my brother, um, star of the Beaverton, uh, also uh, on Lady Dicks, uh, is Sketch Troop Tony Ho with CBC Podcasts. Uh, he's on uh, Because News as well right now. Um, he's killing it, and he's ready to talk some Raptors ball. I don't know if we're in the same Raptors headspace, but we're probably pretty close. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Miguel Rivas. Hello. Thank you for having me. Lobby Samba. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if Lobby Samba was coming back, or if I was coming back, or maybe if I said something wrong in my last appearance, or just like family dynamics in general. But like, wasn't sure if I was banned from the pod. So I'm glad to be back. I guess. <laughs> no, you're you're back forever, guest. Um, Lobby Samba is always ready to go, Miguel. That's like a, that's an in your bloodstream, you know, style <laughs> beat. I think. I should try and get Blobby Samba as like my my uh, handle on PlayStation. That'll be fun. Matt would sue the pants <laughs> off. So I don't even think you should try. You seem litigious, Matt. <laughs> What's that? Yes. You seem like you are. You seem like you sue a lot. Like, oh yeah, um, yeah. A low threshold for suing someone, so I don't want to push it. Army, <laughs> army of lawyers for sure. Um, okay, let's, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, she's on the pod a couple times. Um, kind of started doing the pod recently. Uh, she's hilarious, an amazing comedian, living in LA, h- hardcore Raptors fan, biggest Stanley Johnson uh, fan I know of, a true Stanimal fan. Uh, also, check her banner because it's it's a, it's a perfect 
uh, Raptors like celebration uh, banner. Um, you can check her out on uh, Better Than Vegas. And uh, yeah, uh, without further ado, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for George Brooks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tempo's right. really slow. I do apologize for that. No. <laughs> this show nails nails the signature songs, I gotta say. Like wow. <laughs> and George, I do apologize that uh, yeah, this song will will follow you. Um like the movie It Follows, which I've never seen, but I kinda think it's like that. Oh yeah. It's a great movie and you nailed it, Fred. Great reference. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um let's just jump right into Raptors talk. Uh Maddie, I know I know you're there. Um, I don't know why I always have to say that, you know, just to tell myself, I know he's there. What if I'm not? Um, but Matt, I know you are there. Um, please give you, give me your most delicious, amazing Raptors sting. This sting goes out to the top undrafted player in Raptors history. Aaron Bynes. <laughs> There's no no. Just to them. Much like a Bane's, much like a Bane's layup, it will not drop. Bane's. I feel you know, Matt. If you're gonna do the the anthem, I'm gonna try and instead of my like, well, I'm gonna throw in the Bane's. I'd like to um, see you learn that part of the anthem. That'd be kind of nice. You stood up. Yeah, you know what? I'll practice the Pull out your knife. Spot. Pull out your knife. Put it on your hat. That's not a knife. Wow. It's a Foster's. <laughs> just, just Australian disrespect to uh, um, to start the pot off. Uh, love the Aussies. Yeah, I love the Aussies. You know, our opposites are, you know, we share some stuff. Uh, <laughs> right? Kind of? I don't know. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's go to that the That genuine round. reach out was the hardest slander, actually. You know? <laughs> Um, no, just, just kidding. Island of prisoners. No worries. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the, the first Raptors question. Um, oh my God. That's, those are my questions from, here we go. Uh, sorry guys. Those are my old questions. Do, 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 do. Okay, here we go. Uh, sorry. Um, right. Yeah. So it's basically just that the Raptors started two and eight, uh, you know, then went five and 17. Uh, and Miguel, I'll go to you first on this one uh, before getting COVID. So it's kind of like things, the ship was like a little bit righted. Obviously we started in a hole, um, but you know, our plus minus or net rating or whatever was the top 10 in the NBA. I think it was like eighth at one point. So things were pointing up, uh, you know, then three of our four best players get COVID. And it, things are looking very bad. Uh, there's been some okay bad games, but there's also been some bad, bad games. <laughs> How devastating a blow do you think this is going to be in the end? I think it's. we still have to wait and see, but, the, you know, the, this next little stretch before, you know, the trade deadline, let's say, the next five games are essential. If they drop three more games they're in trouble. They're going to be completely out of the ability to play up again into a a solid playoff position. I think Um, 
but you know, they're expecting to get a bunch of players back, except every player who's had COVID and comes back on other teams says things like my bones hurt and I'm so tired. I have to lie down all the time. So, you know, if all of our best players come back, but they're recovering from COVID, it's kind of like, can we expect them to jump back in and play the way they were playing? I'm not entirely sure. So I'll say that I'm extremely nervous. Yeah, I think that's a really, you know, quite apt. And, you know, if you think about like guys like Tatum, uh, you know, Mobamba, Mo um, who's obviously not a star, but, uh, you know, some people have had really adverse effects. Uh, Russell Westbrook uh, got COVID, then he came back and got injured and everyone was like, this guy sucks. And it's like, oh, you know, pretty sure Aaron Baines um Potentially had COVID coming into training camp, as I've heard. That's uh, why he plays like that. Several <laughs> pods, but but you know, I mean, it's also it's a it's a it's a privacy thing, right? So we'll never actually know who had COVID when, unless they come out and say it, as is their right. Um, and it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, interesting in a horrifying way, you know, how it affects them. Like they're all high, it, like a high defense intensity guys. Uh, yeah, uh, where where are you at, George? Like, how, how big of a blow do you think this is going to be, or are you in Miguel's camp of kind of like you're you're just nervous and waiting to see? Um, I think it's going to be a big blow. That said, the the good the 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 strange thing about this season is that any other team can just suffer this blow in a couple weeks, so it's hard to tell like how it's going to affect us. Hmm, good in the point. End. Also, the other thing is, like, I'm guessing most of the players actually had COVID since they were out for so long. But some of that might have been, like, they were they had it, but they weren't sick. Like, um, Fred Van Vliet's girlfriend posted a photo today, and he was actually, like, in the photo uh, on her Instagram. And he looked Ooh. not super skinny or anything. Like, nice remember? sleuthing. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just follow her a lot. I'm like, how does she do it? Um <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but remember when Jimmy came back, Jimmy Butler came back, he was like so skinny. So we'll see, like, mm-hmm. I guess, um, Nick nurse said like some players will be back soon. I think Fred's going to be, I think Fred will be in the next game, but then I think other players it's like, it's, we'll see like who comes back when obviously the sicker players are who I think will take longer. And I hope there's no one. I hope that it, I hope it's, <laughs> I shouldn't hope. COVID on anyone but you know if I had to I hope the sickest is is uh, Flynn and <laughs> you have a priority ranking wow he's uh, no no it's uh, it's he's young yeah. he's so young he's gonna like he probably has all these antibodies already like yeah totally yeah um no we're we're epidemiologists so I feel like it's fair for us this I mean I can um, definitely say that word as well I just choose not to Oh man, I, I when, when I started to say it, I was like, "Here we go." Am I going to stick the landing? But I just try to get back. to the eologist part. Um, yeah, okay. Let's. Uh, sorry, he's from the Pacific Northwest, so he's probably pretty good with like chills and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like OG gets hurt and sick all the time every year. So I really hope that he didn't have a severe bout because I feel like OG's going to come back and we're going to expect so much out of him. And I hope that 
he didn't get floored by it for goodness. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm scared about, you know, for for all all these guys because they all cover so much ground, and that's a big part of like what makes them defensively what they are. You know, Fred has like the most miles whatever run by any player usually. Um, Pascal, when he's free safety, is just that's how he kills it, and you know, obviously. Um, OG is like a legit one through five type uh, defender. So, um, yeah, George, let's, 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 sorry, go ahead. I just want to say I'm the most nervous about Pascal though, because he was sick first and he's still out and he's already like kind of a lean guy. So I am a little nervous about him, but hopefully it's all good. I think I heard Kat missed, uh, this, this has to be fact checked, but I think I heard Kat missed 25 days which seems so long um whereas uh oh sorry carl anthony towns i feel like he missed 25 days when he got covid because he has the worst luck in the world um so i hope and pascal's already missed like 18 days so it feels yucky yeah no i mean we would definitely the the games lost to covid is adding up and adding up quick. Like I know some other teams had a lot of people with COVID at the same time, but you know, I can't think of, you know, yeah. You know, if if this is the Lakers, we're talking like LeBron Davis, Harrell and their next best player missing basically the, like one of the most important times of the season. So it's pretty, I mean, the Raptors are definitely getting up there as far as like, this has been just about as bad for them as it possibly could be. And, you know, hopefully I'm saying that with like the, the baseline being them, you know, not getting, not getting too sick. Um, but yeah, George, let's go to the next question here. Um, I just kind of wanted to, uh, where was it? Yeah. Just, just kind of deadline stuff. Um, what are you hoping will happen versus what do you think will happen? Is, uh, first of all, is my mic like really acting up? I am hearing some snap, crackle, popping. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm sure if that's that you. What if, what if you ask Miguel this question and I'm going to sign on on my laptop? Let's do it. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, yeah, Miguel. I mean, you know, we talk basketball. No worries here. But uh, let's talk some ball. This is just like a call between two bros mm-hmm. that we do every night anyways. So. What's, uh, yeah, well, what do you think the uh, – is going to happen versus what you, what you want to happen. I, uh, my, my instinct tells me that they're going to do nothing. I feel like Masai and Bobby, maybe they'll make a minor signing or a minor tweak, but I feel like they are probably going to ride this one out. Uh, meaning this season, so much has been up in the air. So much has been strange. They're in Tampa. People are sick. What's going on. Um, I don't think they're, I don't think they would ever tank, but I feel like they'll just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but what I hope happens is that they can somehow make a, a big swing with some bench pieces for someone who can fit in. However, getting someone to come to Tampa and, and fit into this weird season feels like a tall order. So it might just be best to let everyone keep playing and bonding and uh, try and give another run at it next season with a, with a, a better off season, hopefully in terms of talent. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the exact same place. Like what I think will happen, you know, I keep trying to trace like in my brain, like what, you know, things are not good. So it does seem like, <laughs> it, you know, action is like around the corner, but also 
I think I've like been a fan of Masai Ujiri long enough to know that like he doesn't he doesn't let other be people or like you know the situation dictate his moves. Like he has a plan that he's willing to sweat it out to you know kind of like execute. And you know I think like also also watching him for for years now, it's like he he really really prides you know control, and I think that's why he hasn't you know kind of clamor to take big swings in the draft uh, because see, when he drafts late, he can kind of just do the work and make sure he gets a good player and make sure the development system we have, which is elite turns that player into the best possible version of themselves. And then therefore like that's how value is acquired. However, the, ch- you know, the, the chest is like a little bit bare right now. So there's that. So for me, I think I, it's hard to say, but I think I want a norm trade. I think we're in that weird no. you know, Terrence Ross type of space no. where we have to take a good player, not Kyle Lowry, and and exchange them for some assets, like potentially another player that's good. I mean, you know, the deal has to be good, right? Because yeah, but what's the, what would be the point of trading Norm other than to like make something more happen out of this year. Like we got to win this year and place well this year. It feels like just not that important. That's, I mean, I think that's a really, really good point. That's kind of what I'm stuck on. But I think the reason you, you, the reason I, you know, not hoping, but like, I think I'm, I'm down with is because I think if you use him to target a player, like a big or something that like you want long-term, and, you know, their contract works for you because a big part of it is, yeah, we love Norm and we have his like player rights, but he might just command a lot more money than the Raptors are comfortable with. So it's uh, wrong. Is he an unrestricted free agent this summer? No. He is. He yeah. Is. So uh, so he hey, can basically take the paid. Yes. Yeah, you know, he's, he's had a bunch of 30 point games. He can definitely take um take the most amount of money offered to him. But, you know, again, like it all depends on the behind closed door relationships and, and that sort of thing. Uh, George, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I'm back, baby. Um, no I'm snapple, good. No, crack, no pop. Yeah, I, I, I changed some stuff up. I don't know why I, I'm so like, anyways, our internet, it should be better than this. Um, hey, been hi. There. So I, I only caught the end of it. I also think we should trade Norm. I don't really want to, but I never want to trade our players unless it's the entire bench, and then I'm fine with it. But um, I think I think for all the reasons you said about Norm, I think you and I listen to the same podcasts is why we're feeling that way. <laughs> but, you know, you're right. Norm might really command a lot of money. And remember, Norm is really good right now, so it might be the, his biggest, like, trade value ever. Yes, he's playing so well, but, like, he might – not <laughs> later. So it's like maybe trade him when he has the most value, get somebody for him instead of this summer when he wants more money than he really is probably worth and can get that from some other team that doesn't really know. You know, so you I know think value is high as Boucher as well, right? Like, like Boucher, hard to imagine a higher value than he does right now. I was that's that's a pretty good that. point. You know, he's getting paid seven mil a year. You know, there there might be some options out for him depending on what you want, which is a big. Um, but also, I mean, yeah, like I think you, there has to be some creativity. But sorry, George, were you gonna chime in there? I was. I, I thought about Boucher as well. I don't want to trade him either. I think it's so nice having a good Canadian on the team. Um, 
But yeah, I think he would also be a good trade. People really like him. I don't think they want to trade him though. Cause he, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. hard. It's well, also it's like all the salary stuff is really con- not confusing to me, but it takes a lot of research to figure out like salaries. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's confusing to me. It's, it's very complicated to me. Yeah. Like I I'm understand dumb. the concept. I just, I'm like, Oh, you want me to look at uh, all everybody's contracts up and <laughs> figure it out. I really want, to do a for trading. I just want to grab a bunch of bench players and trade them for just a different bench players because our bench sucks. It's really bad. They're really bad. And like, there's other bad players around the league that are better. <laughs> that we can maybe like have. It's, so yeah. It does feel like some benches are killing us. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll Every say, bench is killing every us. Every bench. Every bench. But I'll, I, I also feel like there's a part of that has to be like a health thing because it's kind of like when we're healthy, it's the guy, no. you know, when you're talking like Utah and, you know, all these people like fighting for minutes, like, for, you know, the bench should kind of be like, actually, I guess it's rough if you consider Baines is not playing well at all. So it's kind of like our five guys plus Boucher. And then after that, you're searching. So fair enough, you know. <laughs> I think he's really good for our team. I like Bembry a lot, but like I wouldn't mind trading Davis for somebody because like, I think he has a little worth, but I don't think like he's, I think he's real, real um, bad. So, you know, maybe you know him I, and McCaw. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if people want McCaw. He seems to have like a high reputation as a player, like among the player pool and with coaches. Well, yeah, I, I think he's a that, like a talented high IQ player. Um, and you know, if you check out the, like I think it's the most recent Open Gym, they go through some of McCaw's story. And man, has he had a tough time the past like little while, and uh, you know, had to basically decide to begin a surgery process as soon after he had quarantined and arrived in the bubble in Orlando during the playoffs. Yeah, I remember. Right, yeah. So it's like really, he's had, some, you know, there's a reason all the, the team clapped when he played because, you know, some players have like a rehab journey and he's definitely had like a, a serious journey back to the court. Um, you know, the, the thing about yeah. Norm being so expensive is like, maybe this is like a pathetic way of thinking, but like the Raptors are going to have a lot of money to sign someone very strong uh, and because they're not getting, they saved up all this money for Giannis that they're not going to spend. And I don't think they should max out Norm or any other player who doesn't deserve it. But like, you know, I I think giving Norm a huge raise, it kind of, it kind of can have its benefits in terms of upholding the culture and rewarding players who want to play here. But maybe, maybe this is all defeatist thinking. Hey, no, no, I mean, I I think there's like a patient, like uh, a approach that's needed here. And, you know, re-signing Norm to a number that you like might work. I just, uh, I feel like there is, you know, you're starting to run out of room with with OG at 18, uh, Fred at 23, and Pascal at 33. But but also, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, and we have to remember, like, Norm is playing so, so good right now, but that's because he's starting. Like, I he probably wouldn't be start. Well, maybe he would be starting, but maybe he is now. Cause, cause, cause Baines, the Baines experiment I think is over. Yeah. But I mean like next year, what if we had a big and Kyle came back, (laughs) Norm would be off the bench and he's really like, that's the thing about Norm is like, he's amazing. And then he's not remember the playoffs last year. It's like in moments when we really need him, he like, I feel like he doesn't 
I'm not trying to hate on Norm. I'm okay. just saying. Uh, what I mean to say, because Norm does step up when he's needed. Like he's had some serious, like the, you know, the leaning dunks, the like last year in the, when he got, when he played, yeah. got, got to play against Boston. But it, I think also the fact that nurse didn't trust him early on was like, wait, is Norm not good? Like, it, I, I, you know, watching Brad Stevens, like trust guys and play them was like, Oh, well what's going on here. So if the, if the coach doesn't trust them, that he hasn't earned it. And, you know, we don't get to know all the in-betweens, but I guess, I guess we're yeah. wondering now is, is Norm's per, like high quality performance over the last, like pretty, pretty much the whole season, but recent, really this like last two month stretch, is it a mirage? I'm not sure. I think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty accurate picture of what he's capable of. And he, he's better than I imagined at scoring ever. He's a truly oh elite scorer. The problem with him is that he just doesn't really look like he can do anything else beyond that. So I believe the I believe, type of players, he, he might not be that. Well, I believe been... George, uh, George's cat agrees. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I just had to get a cat joke in there. I'm into it. <laughs> More cats, I say. Uh, um, more cats, come on. Norm's been getting better at, like, making plays for other people. I don't hate Norm. I just don't know where he would, like, fit in a roster for more money. Like, he's really good. I just don't know. Like, if we – I just don't know. If, if Lowry's gone, <laughs> okay. I, him on the starting lineup seems good to me. He is an NBA me starter too. in this league. I agree. But he's not a point guard, right? No, he's definitely an off guard. He definitely, I mean, we trust him to bring the ball up and stuff, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have like vision for running plays. I don't think. So does that mean he's at, what is he, what is his ideal position? The, the I, I think his ideal position is what he's playing right now. He's a two. He's um, a rock okay. solid two. He can't play the three or the one, which is a, yeah. another one of his limitations, but. Yeah, okay, he's so a scorer for the whole year easily. He's he's yeah. playing some three in our small ball uh, lineups, but I just want to say just just two quick shout outs. Um, Jay Rosales was on the podcast uh, last week, and you know when you go through Norm's numbers as a starter, they're actually yeah. comparable to Steph Curry's MVP his first MVP season. Okay. Obviously, the the numbers are totally dramatically different now because of pace and space and like those numbers are less impressive than they were when Steph first did them but it's like his he's quite out of control offensively but again you know is this because of the situation he's in and sorry my, my second part was I think the podcast we were talking about George has got to be Raptors reasonablest oh no I was oh. thinking Raptors over everything well hey you know what it looks like maybe 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 all the all the Raptors thinkers thinkers are in the same headspace. You know what Raptors pod I listen to? Confederacy of Dunks. That's oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. Oh my goodness. It's my brother. Um, <laughs> you guys have kind of sold me on keeping Norm, but I think if we keep Norm for next year, like I de- Lowry is not coming back because then you would have Norm at the two, Fred at the one. You get a new big and you have OG and Pascal. So it's, wait, it's kinda rough. Before I move on, here's the wild part. I just want to say with Norm, um, I'm not even convinced. Like, I, like I, I think he's so amazing, and 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 I would I don't want to trade him, but I feel like the season's in a little bit of a desperate situation. And and you know what? Maybe that's just reason. Like Miguel, you were saying, maybe that's reason enough to not do anything. You know, you, yeah. you, when you're in this like panic mode, maybe don't just hit a bunch of buttons. Like maybe you have to like. And, 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 uh, and, and for that, we always keep saying like we need this big trade for a big sign a big. There's just not that many bigs out there who are total game changers anymore. Mm-hmm. And a lot like, of them can be had of, for cheap. 
Yeah, and they're and they're they're like affordable, weirdly, because because what Norm is doing scoring right now is pretty hard to replace. Like I saw, I forget who it was, but I saw someone on Twitter in the Chicago game against the Raptors when the Raptors got um, before it really flipped. It was kind of like, how much better is Zach Levine than Norm at Norm's Top Gear? I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's yeah. that much better. And and if you're if you're comparing him to Zach Levine, even on the low end, you're like. That's a really good player. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're I think, right. You know, he's definitely like Zach Levine on you know, his his best day. Uh, uh, but but yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead, George. Oh no, I was just. I, I agree. I also, you know, we do need buckets right now. Our team does need offense, and might be stupid to trade the, our best offensive piece. Or actually, he one of our best. But um, yeah, that's a good point. And honestly, like if I had to really think about like what objectively piece maybe Kyle is the best piece to trade, but I don't want that. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, feel like I changed the subject. No, it's, it's totally okay. And I actually think uh, I, I wanted to move on to just the, the last Raptors question anyway. So uh, Miguel, let me, let me go to you. Um, okay. Yeah. Just like, you know, in this weird interim, super like disease ridden portion of the schedule, who do you think has like that has had a bigger role? Like who's kind of like showed out um, and kind of showed they can do more, even though it's in all fairness, it's left almost everyone exposed. But I think there's a couple guys that have made, I, made some I, plays. Yeah, I think, I think like objectively you have to say Boucher is playing the best uh, given a bigger thing, just in terms of like, he obviously has all these limitations, but he's shown that what he can do he can do consistently in a bench role, which is more than you can say for pretty much everyone else on the bench. Um, Bembry has shown some real vision and like game control. That's really nice to see, but you can also see him. Uh, he has a, he has a low ceiling. I think Bembry as much as I like Bembry. Um, I think, I think honestly, I don't know who I'm. I don't know who to like. Really go high on there because everyone only has tiny glimpses. Like Utah looks great in terms of some of the skills he could have access to, but he is not performing at all, given a bigger role. So that is that makes you doubtful. Um, but you know, I, I would have to say Boucher is playing the best off the bench and given a bigger role to the point where other teams look at him and are like, "Oh yeah, damn, we got a plan for this guy." And I think that Bembry clearly the Raptors trust him to like or maybe they don't have a choice, but they're trusting him to like run point a bunch of the times. And I think he's kind of stepped up well in that regard. Too bad he has not a lot of other skills. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think Bembry for sure has a kind of a low ceiling, but also like a high floor and it's just a competent player. So we've seen more of that, but also, yeah, you can't do much offensively if he's left to create Boucher as well. I, yeah, it's it's weird. I wasn't really thinking about Boucher for this question because in my mind, he's so proven himself already. But I guess this was even more opportunity for him to do more stuff. And, and he did. Um, yeah, I was wondering if uh, someone was going to come in with like a hot Henry Ellenson or Paul, Wat say. Paul Watson take. Yeah, George, is that, is that where you're coming from? I was going to say Ellison. Ellison. <laughs> no, I'm not like a huge fan necessarily, but I just was like, in the last two games, he's kind of been, he's stepped up in a way, you know, he played more minutes in Baines in the last game, I think. 
Bang. And he got as many bucket. Like, I think he last game, the bench was just so bad. I didn't watch it. I just looked at the statistics. Um, but like, I think Hen- Henry got as many points as the entire bench, which was six. So Jesus, that's uh, that's pretty rough. Uh, f- fun yeah, fact about rough, Henry. <laughs> Henry is a, a hardcore curler on the uh, uh, on the Chicago that. feed. They were talking about how. Um, he, you know, everywhere he's been, he finds like a curling club and they're, and they're like, he'll have no problem finding <laughs> curling clubs in, in the great white North. And then they're like, Oh, but he's in Tampa. And then they were like, Oh, but he'll find one there. If I know Henry, um, I like him for the Raptors. I mean, I think it's a, it's such a shitty season for the new guys. I feel like I feel bad for like Flynn and him and all the nine Oh five guys, because usually it's like, I think a better time to, build and train people so i would like to see them like sign him for a little longer than a 10-day contract and like just not expect too much from him and try and teach him because i think he could be good for us <laughs> no, no one um, on the seems to like be able to contribute more than just their like one specific skill you know either people are totally disappointed yeah. like matt thomas or they're like Stanley Johnson, where you're like, hey, you're hitting some shots now. Your your like shooting percentage has gone up, but you still. What else can you do? You know, He's like we, an elite defender. Yeah, totally. <laughs> elite. <laughs> I can't believe he's 24 years old. He still has room to grow big time. And yes. he's improved so much. Yes, yeah, Stanley was someone I was thinking about in this, and another guy was Paul Watson. But you know, Paul Watson, I think I kind of, I don't want to say he like. I was hoping he'd do more, but I kind of was, but it was also, it's such a chaotic, like, you know, it's not like these players have had a ton of practice together running sets and stuff. And they're all like, you know, like Lowry said in an interview, they're all role players. So that's kind of, it's tough to, you know, usually in the Raptors organization, they really ease guys into new roles. Um, And they find out what roles they're good for too, which is like, you know, guys will come in thinking their role is going to be center, but then the 905 and the, and the Raptors like realize actually you'd be really good at this other thing. And it's just time and patience that this season isn't allowing. Yeah. And you know, Paul Watson, I was going to say exactly that. Sorry, go ahead and go. I say Paul Watson, you know, it's the, this is not unique to this year. It's unique to the, the small player pool in the NBA. But it's hard to get yourself into a position, even like Norm, where you're allowed to work through the kinks and like have an up and down totally. season and then you still get trusted to play well again the next season. Like Paul Watson, it's like step on the floor and be amazing or get out. You know, it's 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 a, it's a raw deal kind of. How about, you know, Dante Hall, right? He gets called up to the team, doesn't get to play, gets sent back down. And it's like, man, the NBA is is pretty ruthless. And, you know, I, I that's why I mean, like I'm always a. Uh, kind of stumping about like more teams, more players, uh, and uh, not a shorter season. But um, yeah, I, I think I think we're good to move on to some NBA stuff. Wait, I just have I have Sorry. one point I want to make. Sure. Uh, El- Ellison in the last game got uh, like a pe- like a penalty. Like wow, why can't I think? He, yeah, he, got-, got, a, he got a red card. <laughs> he got yeah, he got a red card. I just mean for a G leaguer to get. Uh, free throws is like a really big deal. I don't know. Like I, uh, he's not like any amazing, but I, I kind of, am, I, I'm impressed with that. And his thing he's really good at is shooting and he hasn't been that great so far in the NBA. So that means he's pulling his 
weight in areas that aren't his specialty. We'll see. I hope they keep him. <laughs> How old is he, I wonder? He He's I pretty young, too. He was like a fairly high draft pick, I think. You know, he was part of the Raptors camp. He just got beat out by Utah. And, you know, the other guy uh, who's killing it in the 905 was uh, Elise Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so, but I think Elise Johnson, maybe we missed the, we missed the opportunity there. Um, but uh, yeah, Ellenson like has skills, like, you know, he's right, he's right there. So I and think he's a big, right? He, he's a, he's a big he sort big. of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Center. Miguel hit it. He is big. Um, Can he play like a big? I'm not, I'm not convinced yet to be completely honest. He looks like a specialty offense player for me, which isn't necessarily a problem. Just like I'm not looking I'm, I think he's doing well, but I'm not looking for him to be any version of a game changer. I'm kind of looking at him to be to replace Matt Thomas, who has turned out to be a sort of a dud this year. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. I do believe you're correct on, uh, on Matt Thomas turning out to be a bit of a dud this year, um, especially with you know a lot of uh, kind of fans behind him. Yeah, uh, and he also had all the opportunity in the world. The, he yeah, definitely, I mean, he got playoff shot, opportunity last year. Uh, but I think, you know, I think the note I want to end this Raptor segment on is, uh, George, George, you hit it really well. It's like we're all kind of, we're all preaching patience. Uh, we need patience in a, in like a season where we, we kind of can't have it. Like, you know, it's just, it's not attainable. Sorry, were you going to add something? No, I just get excited about what we're talking about. And then I realize you're trying to change segments. Me too. Okay. Me wait, too. But wait, but wait. <laughs> what if we um, threw the whole season and we just let them all learn this season? <laughs> and only play bench players. <laughs> Road trip. L- Lowry's like, no, I don't want that. No, Lowry's no, like, no, I'm a no, competitor. No. Please no. I did that for eight years. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on for real though. Uh Maddie, I, I know you got an NBA sting of some kind. It's likely Adam Silver on a tugboat. Please, good sir, give it to me. This is Adam Silver. Damn. Um, (laughs) Miguel, let's... uh, Yeah, this is just kind of a... Uh, a health kind of speculation question. I feel like it's fair to say that um, at this point, anyways, the the Nets, the Sixers and the Lakers are all contenders. Um, you know, yes, LeBron is the best player uh, on the Lakers, but uh, it's also fair to say, I think that the, they all have three superstars who have missed significant time or are going to miss significant time uh, in terms of Embiid. Uh, I think it just came out like maybe two to three weeks. So, yeah, I'm not sure how many games Davis has missed yet, and I'm not oh, sure wow. how many games KD has missed. But they're they're all kind of piling up, uh, the, the, the missed games. So, yeah, Miguel, like, you know, who do you think should be worrying the most? I mean, it's just it's easy to hate on them. Uh, sorry, George, but I think that the Lakers, your L.A. Uh, home team, um, I feel like they should be worried, you know, like A.D. They, they fared really poorly, especially at the beginning stretch without A.D. Um, they lost a lot of games, like in spite of LeBron doing so well. So I would be most worried about them. I feel like Harden and with and, you know, with Kyrie, they can sort of. Harden's carried a bunch of schlubs to the promised land or almost there. Anyways, I think the Lakers should be petrified about 
Davis, you know, coming back and then getting re-injured and missing significant time. I don't think their bench is very strong. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I tend to agree with you uh, completely. Like, I I think it's it's kind of tight, and and if I was a Philly fan, I would be pretty worried about Embiid's knee. But uh, yeah, and and just because it's Embiid uh, and he's so big and it's his knee, um, but yeah, the like I, I think you know Philly and. And Brooklyn can kind of hold their spots at the top. And I think it's going to be a lot harder for LA to do that. So it's going to make the playoffs harder. Uh, but George, you know, are you, are you in agreement with us? Uh, so, well, although, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I just thought Philly was the one who should be the most stressed because uh, I just feel like Embiid is such a huge part of the reason they're doing well, but I could be wrong. I don't watch the Lakers at all, even though I live here, because I have league pass and you can't watch any local games. <laughs> so I, I love that. Lakers. It's a design flaw, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Like, thank God I don't live in <laughs> Toronto. I'd be losing it. Um, it's frustrating. So, I'll, I'll tell you that much. So can you guys not watch get all the games? Not on league pass. Well, oh, right, right. But on normal cable or what? Yeah, just on normal cable, I watch them. Yeah. Yeah, but then you got to get cable, and that's it to do. Um, sucks, and it's expensive. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I thought Philly. Like, I don't feel like Philly has that. I'm surprised they're doing so well. Um, I feel like Ben Simmons has just played better than we thought he would. Like, he gets so much slack. All my friends from Philly like hate him, <laughs> which I wish I'm like okay. I've never uh, understood the Ben Simmons hate, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. And I think it's exciting that finally, like, Doc, I I give credit to Doc Rivers have has gotten like Embiid and Simmons to seemingly work pretty well together. So I would be worried about them. But that said, I think Philly's going to make some bigger moves at the trade deadline. So maybe that'll offset the Embiid. And also, as we said, like the Lakers and all, first of all, I'm not worried about the Nets, but um, fair. fair. it's like, it's like they're all going to get into the playoffs and figure it out from there. Like, I think as long as their guys are, are back by the playoffs, they shouldn't be too worried about anything. That said, the Lakers might want to be worried if they end up playing the Clippers in like the second round. Mm-hmm. That would be bad for them. Yeah. So maybe yeah, you're right. It Maybe it is the Lakers just because of the matchups of the West, whereas the East, I don't think it's a, that, that, I guess. Yeah. No. I mean, I feel like maybe I slandered LeBron a little bit, bit by bragging about um, Harden dragging bums around where it's like, mm-hmm. who has dragged more bums around the NBA and all the way to a ring than LeBron James? Yeah. But, but like Freddie always Nobody. talks about, it's like, you, you always think you're going to see this graceful decline or, you know, a peter out of someone's quality until, oh, yeah, whatever. But sometimes things just end, you know. G-State's a totally dominant team, and then it's not, you know, and because of injury or whatever the circumstance. And LeBron's total domination of the sport of basketball is already years beyond what anyone has ever achieved. And he's doing it again this year. And, and I should, we shouldn't even be having this conversation saying like, maybe it won't happen, but one day it's just not going to be there anymore. And it might not be like, he's a little bit worse. He's a little bit worse. He's a little bit worse. One day it might just be gone, you know, cause he's old. It's, it's, it's health. It's life. That reminds Whit- me of Blake you know? Griffin a bit, even though obviously he's not comparable. Witness. I'm always been a witness. You gotta, you gotta appreciate LeBron while he's here. 
Yeah. And the same uh, with Lowry. Oh my God. Blake Griffin, great example. Same with Lowry, for sure. Same with Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the longevity guys. convo really gets me going. Uh, Mike has well, shown sorry. serious decline, though. Everyone's, you know, it, now it's a question of like, it was it Casey's fault or Detroit's fault that he fell off such a cliff? Or, and he's just been waiting to be in a better circumstance, which is what I think a lot of people are assuming. But the, people assume that a lot, like with Gasol and other, you know, coming to the Lakers and other players, you're like, oh, they're just going to be this version I remember from eight years yeah. ago. And it's like, they're not that person anymore. Oh, man. I, I remember, guy. you know, I remember when we lost Gasol and, and I, I defended Gasol so much last year when people were, were like down on him. And, and I think he's just this brilliant high IQ player. But I remember listening to podcasts and people were talking about like, oh, man. LeBron finally has a guy to just like, he can throw it down low to it's like he had Dwight and McGee last year. <laughs> Do you know what Gasol does? I don't yeah. understand. Like that was so confusing to me. Cause I was like, you know, he's cool. He's a good playmaker. He can do so many things, but yeah, I mean, never get lost in the trap of like Lakers, Celtics, role players, just being like talked into awards and like preposterousness. Um, but I let's, Sorry, George, go ahead. I do feel like um, I realized how good Gasol was last year, though, more so when he left. Does that make sense? Like, I was like, I'm so glad he's going to the Lakers. I want him in a good spot. I don't want him on my team. But now I'm kind of like, yeah, he had a lot we needed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely it's, it's would like, be our best big. And I think you also see what it's like to have a, a big that's like constantly making sure that the other four players he plays with are not confused about where they're supposed to be. Yeah. It was just that is yeah. like, I think people, they like to overlook that, but it's just, I mean, when you have a coach on the floor, it's yes. just a totally different story. Uh, and we had, you know, a couple with Kyle and, 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 and Gasol, but yeah. um, you know, we, 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 we've moved on from Gasol and Abaka still hurts, but uh, <laughs> this is, that's a good segue. Cause they're both really cool players. Uh, Matt, Please, please come on in for this because I, I want to know your opinion as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like I should ask this like once a month. Um, it might be a fun question. Um, George, let's go to you first. Uh, who is the NBA's coolest player? Uh, however you define coolness. Okay. Yeah, I can. I have a top three. Can I tell you? <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, at number three, one being the coolest, um, I have. Uh, I think Fred VanVleet is number three because he's like you know chill as an ice cube. He's cool, man. He's totally cool. Yep. And he's got a cool backstory as almost every player does. So um, I had him kind of tied with Karis Levert, but Fred's on the Raptors, so he bumped he bumps <laughs> him out of the way. Okay. Yeah. See you, Karis. <laughs> Okay, number number two, I have Brandon Ingram. Okay, I, I think he's pretty cool. Uh, lots of reasons, and one is that his his first like girlfriend was um, a little person, and I I think that that people I just think that's a fun fact, and he's cool <laughs> because of a lot he of reasons, cool. and that's one of them. Right on. Um, and then my the coolest player in the NBA, <laughs> I think, is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's definitely pretty like Jimmy showing up in Harlem. my answer. That's my number one coolest player as well is Jimmy Butler. And I'm well, not sure that it was true until he dominated the bubble. And that it was yeah. like, okay, this man is has been saying stuff that was actually true. We should have believed him all along. He's cool. However, the coolest people aren't always the people you would like 
actually want to spend time with because I'm mm-hmm. not sure Butler would be that nice. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I bet oh. he's I bet he's silly. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's like if if you're cool with him, things are wonderful. If you're not, it's probably not wonderful. Um, A very anyway, cool. so is Jimmy your number one? Me. My number one is absolutely Jimmy Butler. Okay. I can, I okay. can try and re-edit on the fly, but that's the first person who came to mind. No, hey, this is good. This when you, is when I read the question. We, we got a consensus, Matt. Um, yeah. But I but I got sorry. one more. I got one more. I just want to say, sure. at the risk of sounding like a big-time homer, I think that maybe the coolest player in the NBA soon to be is OGN and Obi. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think cool. that he is easily funnier than everybody like his one-liners and and like cultivated quiet persona are so funny you know there's a lot of like comparisons to Kawhi's quiet but Kawhi's quiet is like very different very different oh geez more more isolating oh geez is a friendly quiet oh geez also a bit more like whatever like gen z kind of like totally gen z and so dry so like canadian dry even though he's from england canadian dry yeah he's a ginger ale oh (laughs) geez yeah um good good ones uh did did you have a coolest player um well you know (laughs) You guys both had some really good picks, and the one that I did think of was OG, and I thought that now that Serge has left, and you know they had that uh, that weird episode of a vet class where where, where OG was calling out uh, Serge kind of for taking stealing his style or something. It was yeah, uh, it just kind of seemed like a, a torch was being passed between them there of coolness, and you know okay. I think as I've said before. Once OG submits to wearing prescription goggles, and I'm not, you know, like his own brand of it, then then that's when he'll be the coolest. I want to see, like, I don't know if they're tinted or like they're like bug. They have like a bug eye design on them or something. I want, or you know, uh, with the bug eye, like the the German uh, scientist goggles. I've got a pair of those. He could borrow those, put (laughs) prescriptions to them, something, you know, and then that will solidify him for the next fifteen years. It's the coolest. I I have a question. Um, I have a question about coolness. Okay, but let me just say mine. Okay. Mine's Embiid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you guys Um, talking about? Okay, but I I, I think Embiid is like he's, I don't know, he's he's so emotional that I feel like he's, now, as soon as you say, well, what are we talking about? I'm like, oh, He's funny. Um, No, he's funny. But he's funny. I always think it's so cool that he cried after the shot. Um, And... Yeah, I guess he does some annoying things, though, maybe. But I don't know. He's, he's, and when he wore that phantom mask, like, like yeah. over half of his face and rang the bell in Philly. Wait, Matt. Wait, I want Matt to come back. I feel like I jumped, I jumped in with Embiid and your video absence is, is bothering me. Miguel, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, here's a question, because I, I was talking to my, my wife, Elisa Nobrega, uh, sometime guest and big NBA fan. And I was like, I test cool? Elisa. Who's cool? And you know who she said immediately without blinking? And I was like, huh. She said Tyler Hero. Oh, no. I was like, like, is Tyler? I think Tyler Hero is specifically not cool. However, Jack Harlow did make a song about him. So I don't know. Tyler Hero is like, he's cool, which makes him not cool. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, he's everything a cool guy would be, but it's like. 
He's grade eight cool. He's grade eight, including like a swim party cool. Yeah. Yes. The only thing that makes him cool legitimately is that Jimmy Butler likes him. Only thing that makes him legit cool. Even the rap song doesn't. Then that means the winner is Jimmy. Because if it's like you're cool by association. But Matt, I feel like I cut you off with my Embiid. Do do, do, do you have any more on your OG goggles? Uh, Yeah, like that stuff. (laughs) No, I feel like I've given him enough, you know, things to work with here, you know, okay, different one every night, different themes. Like I want to, I want him to go full out with the goggles and I also want his shot to get way better with the goggles. Like doesn't miss. Wow. It's all good. Yo, better. Okay, so you're Matt, you're bringing in flubber. I can tell. Uh, and I'm very into it. Uh, flubber has made an entrance to the pod. You never know when it's going to come. The flubber reference. There it was. There it goes. Um, okay. Uh, I think, I think that takes us to uh, some quickish questions. Uh, what do you say, buddies? You want to wrap this up with some quickish questions? Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie, please, good sir, give me that beautiful quickish questions. Quickish questions. Okay. uh, We have made it to quickish questions, um, the most hectic possible segment. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and read these questions as clearly and concisely as I possibly can. I may stutter, slur, stroke. You know what? I, I said I was going to drop a stroke. That That's yeah. You know what? That's too serious. <laughs> you said seizure last week. Now you're saying oh, stroke. Yeah. You know, fun. <laughs> Strokes are. are like I'm going to write this thing. down next time before. Is that all? You know how? Yeah, I want to leave the serious ailments out of my bit. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you, you know, you have to answer as quick as you possibly can. Uh, no ums, ahs, stalling, like looking around, introducing new topics, nothing like that. Maddie, I'm looking at you, um, waiting for your stall tactics angrily. Guilty. Uh, Here we go. But, uh, yeah, let's do this. Uh, George, Miguel, Matt. Uh, here we go. George. What do the Raptors do in the offseason? to get competitive again? Um, I think they all just like hang out all summer and really get to know each other. That's good. Great answer. <laughs> Miguel, um, will we get a win before the sideline players come back? No. I've seen enough to say no. <laughs> I sadly agree. Matt. Yes. Did the NBA do the Raptors dirty by not postponing games? Did the NBA do the Raptors dirty by, oh, mm-hmm. why, what, so that they're playing without their guys? Uh, well, I think they're just sticking to the rules, though, aren't they? Like, you have to have eight that can play or something? Yep. Yeah, it's the rules. So, but they're, Matt's, well, no, no, uh, I think. Hater, everybody. <laughs> Old stickler Matt. <laughs> I'm all for the rules. <laughs> rules, Maddie. Oh, God, I'm making Matt into an unfair villain, everybody. Matt uh, wants to be a ref. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you, you come here for the stings, and then I give you Matt's slander. Uh, it's terrible. Um, George, uh, Masai makes a move, or Masai holds off? Question mark. Oh, I don't. I think there's not going to be any moves at the trade deadline. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. I don't. I think he's going to hold off. I agree. Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. 
Should Tony Brothers be charged with aiding and abetting for the assault done to Chris Boucher by the Hornets on Saturday night? <laughs> um, I think Tony Brothers has many crimes to answer for in his past, but not that one. That's on Boucher. Boucher, come on. Okay. Fair. You know what? Earn some fair. Respect, Boucher. Hard but fair. Um, Maddie, the Raptors will finish uh, the season in the number blank seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think they're going to finish. I'm going to say seventh. Yikes. That's tough. That's playing. George, if we added Andre Bargnani to our rotation right now, how many more wins do we get? (laughs) I don't think we get any more wins. Current Bargnani? Minus four. Uh, in, in, the, in, in the spirit of that question, uh, I'm going to uh, throw in a, just a, two more here. Miguel, if we were to add Hidu Turkulu to this current squad, how many more wins? Minus six, and everybody needs <laughs> um, Maddie D, yes. If, uh, yes. if we were to add, um, let me, let me uh, do you solid here, Patty Mills to the lineup, um, how many more uh, wins would the Raptors have? You know what? I don't. Uh, I don't hate that so much, Mr. Patty Mills. Um, also, Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, he needs a team right now. Maybe we need the. We need a big. He's a bit of a power forward, is he not? Get yeah, Mr. Aldridge. Down, He's sitting. Oh, I, I let him go on my fantasy team. I, I can't. I can't okay, deal with now. it anymore. But uh, <laughs> I'll pick him up if he goes to the Raptors. Come on, Aldridge. All right. Last question. All play. Um, George. Uh, oh, and you know, the, 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 the questioner has asked us to work together on this one. So we're going to do a five. Um, uh, who is our all NBA first team actors? <laughs> so let's okay. just do this. It's like current, right? Let's this, do current. Um, for a point guard position. And I don't remember this guy's name. So it'll be fun. Cause you all get to guess it's Denzel Washington's son. He's in tenant. Oh, Michael Washington. Maybe. Do you know who okay. I mean? He's also oh, yeah. in that. Yeah, he's like I a say better actor than his dad. Ooh. He's gonna play point. And that's what I'm t- answering the question right, right? Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> for me, it's gotta be Louis Armstrong. Um, no, no explanation yeah. needed. Just run with Louis that. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just let Louis in. Um, Miguel, do you have a do you have a nomination for the? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pick um, Stephen Merchant, who helped create the office, because he's like quite tall. He's like six seven. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you're so, thinking basketball? That's yeah. Great. You, I thought we were talking about basketball. What are we talking yeah. about here? Let's give no. him some height. Fair. Uh, Matt. Is, he, is he over fifty years old? Probably. Sure. Who knows? Uh, I'd also like to make a nomination for point guard, and that is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> nice, yeah. So if he turns it over, he's like the aristocrats. <laughs> when am I seeing him argue with the ref? Yeah, yeah, totally. It would be a pretty good bit. Um, I just want to say, I think I'm the only one that took this question serious. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I yeah, it went off the rails. <laughs> okay, let's all let's all nominate one person for the uh, for the last for the fifth spot. Uh, and and listeners, please uh, you know let us know who you think the the winner is. So George, for the fifth and final spot. On the all acting team, who's your nomination? Um, there's this TV show called Mindhunter, and in it, a guy plays uh, a serial killer who, <laughs> have you guys seen? Yeah, or yeah. Killer, but the one who's like stupid and tall. 
Anyways, I think he would be number five. <laughs> okay, you're going, you're going to height. Miguel, introduce height. This is good. So George really took this question seriously as you let us know. Listen, I live in Hollywood. <laughs> Very serious. You've probably seen all these people play pickup oh, basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've uh, got a pickup Saturday. Uh, Miguel, who's your... Uh, I'm going Kevin you? James, because even if we lose, he'll fall down and it'll be funny. He'll bump into yeah. stuff. He'll do that thing where his, like, shorts, his shirt is tucked into his shorts and underwear. It was the perfect guy to, like, throw the ball off his back in an inbounds, you know? Like, I think it would be fun. Love it. Um, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with Mr. New York, Michael Rappaport, because he's he's got all kinds of beef with LeBron and everyone else yeah. and James Dolan. And <laughs> we said we'll send Rappaport out there to throw hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's our like dirty foul guy. Um, oh, yeah. He plays for the Pistons for sure. <laughs> uh I oh I just had oh I just forgot the person I was thinking of oh crap um who was it who was it what do they look like uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Kermit the Frog um, but you know what that's that's just a dud you guys answers are better um, if it comes back last minute I'll throw it in but if, but I don't think it's going so uh, that's quickish questions everybody thank you smooth yeah hey, nice smooth uh, and not being able to answer my own questions. <laughs> Um, pretty sick. You had a lot of responsibility. I got a lot. Yeah, there's so much going on. You got to take down this Christmas tree. Totally. You know, that's so much I was going to reference the tree. Just not having a stroke is is huge for you. Don't totally. have one. I say I'm with and, George. Don't have one. And from now on, not even mentioning it. So mm, big. That's that's the next happy yeah, after. Medical me. stuff um, is private, right? So let's all I take a that. baby aspirin so we can feel better. <laughs> sure, sure. That came out of nowhere. But no I'm worries. starting to feel worried about stuff like that. I take a baby aspirin. The way you said that though was so creepy. It's I'll take <laughs> a baby aspirin. Maybe you could take a baby aspirin. <laughs> take a half, half a baby this aspirin. That ASMR so that you don't portion have a sh- where where we mention uh, all all weird different things about aspirin in different tones. Um, okay, that's it though. We we made it to the end of the pod. Uh, thank you all so much for for listening um, and sharing and spreading the good word. Uh, <laughs> Miguel, that's George. Jesus they, stuff. Yeah, that's some Jesus stuff. I got oh, that's the good news. My bad, my bad. Yeah, the, the good news of, of the Jesus. Um, Miguel, what's up, man? Um, what's up? What, what, what can people check out? You know, we're oh. going to plug your Insta, your Twitter, but what should people see uh, on a regular ba- uh, basis? Lady Dix is airing. Uh, no, it's not because the show's name has been changed to Pretty Hard Cases. So check out Pretty Hard Cases on Thank CBC you. and CBC Gem, <laughs> and you'll catch this guy as a jerk cop in a couple more episodes before the season is over. And also, please listen to the Tony Ho podcast on CBC Podcasts. We have a, another season coming soon. Sick. Um Well, sorry for, you know what? I got to do more research. Did he uh, used to be I called Lady Dicks? It did, and then um, it's not anymore because it's not. Yeah, that's I that's pretty it. fair. We get um, it. Yeah, get I get it. it. Um, after saying it a couple times, I really get it. Uh, George, um, hey. what's up? Uh, you know, uh, where, where can people check you out? Um, well, as you said earlier, I do make videos on uh, for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network every Monday. I do my NBA picks, and this has been a rocky NBA season, as you all know. But I 
my bet won on Monday. So that's pretty exciting. Um, thank you. <laughs> it's hard to give people advice when you're wrong every time. Um, and then I might, <laughs> this is premature, but there's this new app called Colorcast, and you like, you like film yourself while you watch sports and I might do that for Raptors games. Listen, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> hey, Colorcast. That's cool. It's going to be great. Colorcast. I'm going to just check it out. Yeah. It's so new. I even got the handle I wanted, which is girl. George. (laughs) (laughs) It's really exciting. So let's all get on that and get fame, fame. You know, things are hot when you can for sure get the handle, um, (laughs) whatever handle you like when you need an Uh, invite to get on it. That's when it's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, Tiger heroes on here. Cool. (laughs) Oh, but it'd be cooler if Jimmy was, you know, (laughs) Jamie invited um, him to be honest. <laughs> Buddies, that's uh, that's the end of the pod. Thank you both so much. Uh, Maddie, uh, if you feel like we're good to go, please, good sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay.